Hey folks, Josh here. This fall at Gen Con, the largest tabletop gaming convention in the world, our show will be hosting its very first live recording session, taking place August 2nd at 8 p.m. in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Indianapolis. This show will include a one-time recording of a What's in the Rift one-shot, as well as a prize drawing amongst ticketed guests where we'll be handing out exclusive What's in the Rift Gen Con 2024 custom t-shirts, as well as a Cortex Prime RPG handbook signed by the system's creator, Cam Banks. Tickets are $6 and available via Gen Con's events page. You can find more information and a link to the sales portal at rift.show forward slash live. We can't wait to see you there. Rusty Quill presents. For the best listening experience, we recommend headphones. Previously on What's in the Rift. Really? There's nothing here. It's the first episode. Here, just start the show. What's in the Rift is intended for mature audiences. This show includes death, drug use, criminal activity, and a consistent undercurrent of existential dread. Any children discovered listening to this show will get the hammer. Our story starts on an unseasonably warm night in Orlando, Florida. It is 9.15 p.m. on a Saturday. Tosca Orange is patting down his unshaven face in a full-length mirror. He stands in the bedroom of a run-down but serviceable apartment. He turns away from his reflection, but his leg snags on something and he begins to tumble. He catches his hand against the mirror and steadies himself. He expects glass, but instead he's greeted with a dull, room-temperature feel of plastic, and it flexes hard around his palm. Tosca, what are you doing in this situation? First, I'm going to try to feel on the outside and see how wide everything is. The mirror itself is about shoulder width. I'm actually going to pull the mirror back from the wall to see if it comes off. You try pulling against the mirror, but it doesn't really budge. Okay, well, now I'm interested, so I'm going to find a pry bar. Is that something that you would have just laying around in your apartment? Who doesn't have a pry bar in their apartment? (laughs) Okay, no, no, scratch that. I'm going to get a butter knife from the kitchen. Sure. You wander into your kitchen and you fetch a butter knife. I'm going to put it behind the mirror and see if I can pry it up at all. Are you like looking for a seam to insert it into? I'm saying, I'm trying to see what's behind the mirror. It is oddly firmly attached to the wall for what you would have to assume is a fairly cheap mirror. You try to steady yourself on the opposite edge of it. And as you are pressing the butter knife on one edge and squeezing on the other edge, you hear a click. The mirror itself swings away on the wall almost as if it's hinged from the top. I'm going to pull it further up and look inside. It swings out from the bottom. Immediately, you are hit with a rush of stagnant air and a scent of dry rot. It fills the 
bedroom quickly, despite the open windows, despite the general stench of a Florida night, this is almost like a sickly sweet smell of dry rot. You pull the mirror up to about waist height and you venture a look inside. Inside this room, you see a few strange things. The most obvious thing is that there are no windows, but there is the glow from a laptop screen. This laptop illuminates what appears to be a very cramped living space in these walls and a large amount of machinery piled kind of haphazardly next to it. There are various cables with cut ends laying in a pool of something on the floor, and as you try to trace their beginnings towards their ends, you notice a figure, a lump of clothes perhaps, laying on the floor. It is definitely human shape. First thing I'm going to do is find a flashlight, probably from my phone. I'm nervous about that pile. You go and grab your cell phone, you return to the bedroom, and you take this full-length mirror, pull it back up, lean in, and turn on your flashlight. What you see is actually a body, a body that is desiccated. It's obviously been there for a while, but the laptop is still running next to it. There are still flickers on the screen. There is a soft hum of running machinery, and as you sweep your light around the room, you notice that there are piles of loose paper. There appears to be some type of a vinyl satchel sat up next to the laptop with a strange logo emblazoned on it. There is a stack of machines pushed haphazardly into a metal rack with wires running both from one machine to the next, but also out and into this pile on the floor. As you look around, you do notice loose food wrappers, a few other signs of this area having been lived in for quite some time. So the first thing I'm going to do is go back to my bedroom and find a sheet and put it over the body because I don't want to see that. I'm going to push it as far out of the way of the middle of the room as I can. And then I'm going to pick up some of the food packaging and check for dates. Uh, sure. So you do notice some sell-by dates on the food packaging. And the most recent after shuffling through five or six of them is only about six weeks ago. Uh, places it right around mid-July. And how long have I lived here? You've been here for the past three weeks. This is one of a series of apartments that you have moved to, as you generally don't like to stay in one place for too long. So I'm going to move the body to the side, and now that I know that it's very likely nobody's going to come back because the last food date was six weeks ago, I'm going to walk over to the laptop and press enter and see what happens. You walk up to the laptops, and the first thing that you notice is that there are a series of administrative style windows open. They are flicking on and off rapidly and swapping between different views. And there seems to be a long string of numbers being typed into each one at blinding speed too quick for you to keep up with. As soon as one is input, the screen flips over again and flips back and a new message begins to be written out. So each one of these messages happens quicker than you can read. And oftentimes these longer messages will be interspersed by a series of shorter ones. And these messages, you do catch bits that seem legible. I'm gonna pull out my cell phone and take a picture of the screen when it's printing legible information so I can slow it down to read. You manage to snap a picture and what you see is a brief snippet of a message that says, hard to explain what I'm experiencing. Has anyone else? And the message ends there. There is in fact a blinking red indicator at the top right with an envelope icon next to it. The flashing red light on the icon 
contains a number. And as you're looking at it, that number creeps from seven to eight. And you would have to assume that those are, are messages. You, you are familiar with this. You have been on message boards before. You would assume that this is almost like a direct message feature. So then the very first thing I'm going to do is try to interact with that envelope and see if I can bring up a steady still screen of messages. As soon as you move the mouse to click on that envelope, the typing stops and you see a list, almost like a, a smaller chat room. If you've ever used AOL style chat rooms, it's very reminiscent of that with screen names and a blinking indicator on where your cursor input is. A cursory glance at the list of names shows you the participants. The names read Firefly, Court, Scout, Bobber, Snowed in Signal, Veranom, and Palekas. The last name at the bottom is in a bold font. And a few different posts from those folks. The most recent message comes in. It's from a user called Snowed in Signal. And it says, just so you all know, I did end up bringing my family with me. Don't worry, they aren't coming to the meetup, but I couldn't leave them behind. I'll be there at 10 p.m. Are you still bringing that thing you said you had? With a question mark? I'm going to respond yes. You begin typing, and indeed at the bottom of the screen, Polakis' typing pops up. For everyone else, this is a chat room that you have all been participating in on a website that you have been introduced to called The Rift. The Rift is something that each one of you have arrived at by invitation after a long period of searching. For some of you, it was spending your third night straight reading about glitches in the Matrix and what they might mean. For others, it was questions about how you managed to move on after you have lost so much and where there is true spiritual reward for people that have dealt with trauma. You have all stumbled upon an invitation to this cryptic website called The Rift, and that's where you all are right now, engaged in a private chat. Something about interacting with these people has resonated with you. A few days ago, one of those people, this user who calls themselves Polakis, had mentioned that they had found something that they believed to have come from The Rift. They had promised that they would show it to you if you met them in Florida. So you've all traveled here to meet with Paul Lakers and see this mysterious thing that they have that they have claimed to have built from information found within the rip. That's where you are all at in Florida. You are waiting for this information and Paul Lakers just confirmed that they do have what you're seeking and they are ready to meet. Tosca, what you see is, I was hoping that you would meet here. Come to 1609 Granger, I'll see you at 10, and the message sends while you watch it being typed into the machine. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah, not at all. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to do is see if I can go back through the message board and find out what the original details and what Palakos was saying prior to me finding this room, because it had to be like six weeks ago, right? Okay, you scroll back up through the messages, and the first message in this particular group chat comes through it about four weeks ago. And that message is, hey guys, I think I found something that you should all see. 
And it goes on to detail that they believe that they were able to construct something from the information in the series of numbers, lists of names and letters and words, and the chemical elements displayed in each one of the Rift's cryptic messages, and basically assemble that into some meaningful device. They reference this device as the hammer. Now that I have this information, I'm going to get a better view of the room. I'm going to bring the lamp in from my bedroom and I'm going to begin looking for any sort of notes or logbooks or whatever this device might be that I'm supposed to have. You bring in the light from the other room and looking around you, you see pretty much what you'd seen when you'd done the sweep with your flashlight. But there is a conspicuous black vinyl satchel blazing with a logo that consists of four mountains with a black sun setting over the middle of it. It appears that there is a device here in the satchel. Correct. There is a device in the satchel if you open it up. It's almost gun-like in its construction. It has a handle. It has a trigger. There is no trigger guard on it. But there is a cone-shaped structure at the end of it. There is no barrel or ammunition that you can tell. It also appears there's an instruction booklet in here. Instruction booklet might be a little bit generous. Yeah, it's just a diagram with a picture. And what it looks like is a skull. And where the spine meets the skull, it's saying to point this device there and pull the trigger. That's what I'm gathering from the diagram. Correct. So now I want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to put this on on your head and having no knowledge of what it is? I do not want to use this on myself, no. But I do want to okay. go out in the hallway, go to the next door neighbor's house and knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> The, the building that you're in is not exactly in a populous part of Florida. You are in Orlando, but most of Orlando is not the Orlando that most folks would be familiar with. Is it, Tosca? It is not. So you can go knock on doors. I'm not guaranteeing you that there will be someone there to answer it, but if that's what you choose to do, by all means. That is what I'm choosing to do. So I'm walking down the hallway to the nearest door, and I knock on it. But no one answers. However, you do hear a noise, and when you look up, there's someone rounding into the hallway from the staircase. So I'm going to say hello. And I have this gigantic ass. (laughs) 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 No worries, buddy. You say hello, and this man turns around and looks at you, and the first thing that you notice about him is he looks a little bit dazed, or maybe not all there. Okay. And he smiles. Oh, hi. How can I help? Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just out for a stroll, uh, checking out the apartment building. You don't live here or anything, do you? I do. What's your name? Names are important. Okay. Well, my name is Tosca. Nice to meet you. Are you under the influence of anything particularly right now? Um, well, I... Uh, of course. I... I... I mean, why wouldn't I be? Uh, are you a native? I am a native. Uh, well... The reason I'm asking is because I recently moved into this new apartment and I happened to find a bag with quite a few different substances in it and I don't partake myself because they don't seem to affect me, so if you want to come back down here and take it off my hands, please do. Well, far be it for me to turn down drugs from a stranger. (laughs) That's what I like to hear. 
he looks a little unsteady on his feet, but he does follow you. So I'm going to ask him to sit down on the bed and I will grab it for him and he can be on his way. He nods at you. He sits down on the bed and says, You live in a place like this? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here? I'm just sightseeing. I mean, everyone comes to Florida at least once, right? (laughs) Let me get this bag for you. You definitely don't want any of this, right? You're just giving this to me? Yeah, like I said, it it doesn't really do anything for me. It's unfortunate, but true, so go right ahead. (laughs) Sucks for you, friend. (laughs) And he begins leaning over the picture frame, trying to find something to cut up. I am going to put the device to the back of his skull and pull the trigger. (laughs) What the fuck? It was a test. I had to figure this thing out. Do you feel any different? No. God, I just feel concussed. Tosca, as you're looking at him, he's definitely showing the signs of a concussion. Even sitting on the bed, he's swaying back and forth. Is that what you were going to give me? Um, yeah, sure. I thought it would be drugs. This is drugs. It's just, uh... How long does this last? Quite a while. Now, um, you're bleeding all over my carpet, so can you go on and do whatever you were doing beforehand? Let me ask you a question before you leave. What is your name? Herman. And what year is it, Herman? 2023, I believe. Where are you from originally, Herman? I'm I'm from Ohio. So you're not a native? Uh, Oh, no, no. You have to be crazy. I mean, to not ever go through the rites? That's... no. So does... No, I'm I'm sorry. This is uh, how the other side lives thing for me. How is it now? Okay. Does anyone know you're here? That sounds threatening. Are you threatening me? I'm trying to see how you're affected right now. See what you remember, what you don't. No, I'm, I'm exploring. I'm just exploring. Just exploring. I count myself a bit of an urban explorer, if you will. And where better than Florida to explore, you know, the savages, whatever you call yourself. I forget. What do you call yourself? Yeah, we call ourselves natives. If you'd like, I can show you a little more about us if you've got a few minutes. I know I was rushing you out the door a minute ago, but we have all this information now. Let's do something with it. Okay. Herman stands up and he goes to follow you. Herman, the weirdest thing happened about 30 minutes ago. I stumbled and I realized that, yes, this is a mirror, but there's something behind it. When I go back there to look, there's a room back there. It has a laptop with a bunch of weird numbers on it, and there is a body in there. Have you ever seen a dead body, Herman? Do you want to see one? I do. Okay, well, right in there. He kind of shuffles forward and gets crouched down, bends over at the waist, and walks into the room. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Is this someone you killed? You know, Herman, I have no fucking clue who that is. He is a dead guy in my apartment, and that is a problem that I have right now. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know how he died. But that thing that I just shot you with was found in this room as well. Oh, am I going to die? I am not entirely sure, Herman. I mean, it's going to happen. I'm going to die. It's just... Am I going to die now? That's the thing, Herman. So the way that I see things right now is I just shot you with this gun. There's this dead guy on the floor right here. I have no fucking clue who this guy is. I really don't know who you are, and no one knows where you're at. So I propose we do an experiment. Herman lurches forward and lands on his knees next to this body. Oh, whoa. This is a little bit stronger than I first thought. I don't think this is a man. I think this is a lady. Oh. That's definitely a lady. I don't see how that matters much, Herman. 
I'm kind of sleepy, though. And he falls forward on his face in the corner. You kneel down to feel his pulse, and it is still beating steady. What this likely is, is just him being concussed and sleepy. While you're in here, you do hear some urgent pinging noises coming from that laptop. And as you return to look at it, you notice that the time currently is 9.30 p.m. I'm supposed to meet everyone at 10 p.m. And I've now got two bodies in my floor. (laughs) All right. So I have to make sure that if this guy wakes up, he doesn't make any noise. I suppose what I'm going to do is go back to my room, find some sheets, bind his hands find his legs and wrap the sheet around his mouth. I'm going to uh, take the laptop out of the room, put it in my bedroom. I'm going to take the device and the notes that I found next to the device. Then I'm going to put the mirror back down and I am going to take the bookshelf in the corner and push it against the mirror to completely cover it. As you swing the mirror back into place, you hear that same click of a latch closing and you move the bookshelf directly in front of it. Sitting here now in the quiet, you don't know how you didn't notice the the hum of the server behind the wall previously. You also hear that same dinging that you'd heard while in the room. It sounds like there are messages currently coming through. Tosca, while you're preparing your apartment for unexpected guests, we're going to switch over to one of the other members of that chat. Jackie McLeod, tell me a little bit about where you are right now. What did it take for you to get all the way across the country to Florida? Well, it was quite a trip. I traveled across country on my motorcycle. It's a sidecar motorcycle because I bring my dog ace with me long way to go not a whole lot of places to stop and catch your breath either along that route are there probably not here you are trying to find some answers that you didn't even know that you needed let's swap over to another member of that chat bruce mckinney bruce what's your handle on the rift odin signal What was getting to Florida like for you, Bruce? Well, you know, it's real hard having a a son who's in school. You want to make sure they do all their time and he's getting older. So it's a chance to to take the little guy to Disney World, too. So, you know, just took a little extra out of the savings account for the past few months and make a couple of dreams come true. What are you hoping to learn by being here, Bruce? So Bruce has been infatuated with the rift because he tends to hear messages that he has seen reflected in the seemingly nonsensical posts on the rift. For instance, he might hear the same number patterns that he would see posted on the rift when there is a band going on, or he might hear the parts of words in a hairdryer, and he thinks he's dreaming about the rift as well. You start to question your own sanity, I imagine. Yes. And you are here with your family? Who's your family? Got his wife, Angie, and his stepson, Hans, who he is a very big fan of. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's check in with another member of this chat. Jessica Court Farouk, what are you doing in Orlando? Oh, well, um, right now I'm just kind of waiting for the time we're meeting up. So I'm hanging out behind a twisty tree, which is like a giant twisty tree cone building in a sort of soft serve ice cream. What drew you to the rift originally? I saw some weird things out in the wildlife of uh, Nevada one time. And ever since, I just started seeing more of those types of things. So 
after looking around on the internet for a little bit, I found people who are also looking for strange things. What are you hoping to learn from meeting tonight and discovering somebody that has built something from the Rift? I'm kind of hoping for some kind of, I don't know, like a hard truth or something. Uh, Something that kind of shows that I'm not just making things up or my word against a board of psychiatrists, who knows? (laughs) Kind of like you're peeling back the layers. There's something out there that doesn't really match Mm -hmm. the official explanation. Exactly. Blanche Boyer, what are you doing in Orlando? I am, as always, in search of the truth. Uh, Growing up as a member of the church, as pretty much everybody does, I was kind of taught to just accept things at face value. But the older I get, the more I have discovered that what you see is probably not what you get. Hoping this will answer some of the questions the Rift has given me, but also the others I've been seeking answers to. What does the existence of a site like the Rift feel like in a place where so much of your life is impacted by the church? Something you definitely aren't talking about with friends, neighbors, even family. You really don't know who you can trust with information like this. Let's check in with the last member of that chat, Jenny Thomas. Jenny, what's your handle? Firefly. What was getting to Florida like for you? It wasn't too bad. I just grabbed a flight. I've traveled a little bit, so it wasn't too hard for me to figure out. A little nerve-wracking going somewhere on your own to meet people you don't know, but it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Now, as you're approaching where everyone was supposed to meet, it is getting to be 10 o'clock. You notice it's a rather dark area, an area that does not feel like a public meeting space where people would feel safe meeting strangers. What's going through your head? Well, I'm certainly clutching my purse a little bit tighter. I haven't really been trained in self-defense or anything, so I'm just trying to kind of stick to the shadows. I am dressed pretty dark anyways, so I, I can sort of blend into the corners and just try not to be noticed, but making my way slowly to the address. I'm really hoping Google Maps isn't wrong because <laughs> I feel like I might be in the wrong spot. Indeed, you double check and you are at what Google Maps indicates is 1609 Granger. You check the clock on your phone and it reads 10.03. Oh shit, I'm late. You don't see anyone. In fact, the same holds true for you as well, Jackie. Looking around, you are at the designated meeting spot, and yet no one's here. Strange that people would say they wanted to meet and not. Tosca, where are you at when you plan to receive these people? I am just currently waiting by the door. Tosca, you sit quietly in your kitchen, checking the clock on the wall and watching the minutes tick past 10 o'clock. It's currently 10.09 p.m. and still no word. Do any of you go to check your phone or message folks otherwise? Oh, absolutely. I, I get on the blog and type, where's everybody at? I'm here. I don't see anyone. You all immediately hear a ping and the message comes through from Firefly. Alakis responds. I don't see anyone here either. Does anyone else respond to this message? Yeah, I'm in front of the door and no one's here. I respond as well. I'm here and I also see no one else. I've been here since 945 and I haven't seen anyone. (laughs) (laughs) 
course you have. <laughs> In fact, all of you are currently at the location, and through a series of messages, you all establish that you are exactly where you have agreed to meet, and yet none of you can see one another. Something very odd is happening. I type in a message, Polycus, are you inside? Should I knock on the door? And as I'm waiting for the response, I'm gonna like walk up to the door and like try to listen to see if I hear anybody. Wait, I'm in front of the door and I don't see you here. You guys just play some joke. Did I fly up to Florida for nothing? Describe what you see in front of you. I take a picture and I send the picture in chat. You immediately get the same message that's occurred when you've tried to send pictures in the rift previously. Oh, right. We can't send pictures. And that's the message deleted unknown type. It's a door. What color is the door? What color is it? What, what color is the door that I'm seeing? What color do you want it to be? This is your, it's your door. It's your door. It's, it's just like a normal brown door. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My door is green. Green, really? Yeah, this is definitely like a black door. The door to my apartment is none of those colors. Are you sure you're in the right place? Oh, what was the address again? <laughs> 1609 Granger. Oh, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm colorblind, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's street or is it road, avenue, or is there north, south? Where I'm at, there's only one Granger. 1609. I knock on the door. There's no response. There's the gas station right across the street, right? Uh, well, it looks like there was. It looks like it shut down a long time ago. I see one, but I'm I'm not going to go look and see if it's open. It looks pretty sketchy. Um, there's no response when I knock on the door. No response whatsoever when you knock on the door. I'm going to try the handle. You jostle it, and it opens and swings inward. The hallway is dark. Dang is the only word that comes to mind. But in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> I turn my flashlight on as I kind of like, oh, oh like us. And I'm just going to kind of walk in, shine my flashlight around and kind of see if I can find him. You walk in and the carpet in this entryway is sodden. It is... In a bad way? <laughs> uh, also, yes. Ew. Whether there's a leak in the roof or something welling up for the sewer, you're not quite certain. But there is a wet sound when you walk. I'm going to close the door behind me. You look around and you see what appears to be a long since abandoned apartment building. There's a carpeted hallway leading to a bank of elevators that's obviously not in operation and a few heavy fire doors that you would have to assume open to a staircase. I type into chat, what floor are you on? I was about to say, I'm typing into my chat, someone come to apartment number 16. I make my way to apartment 16. It's hard for you to imagine that anyone is here. And if somebody's asking you to come to an apartment here, it's likely not for the most above ground purposes, but you soldier on and you climb up two flights of stairs and peeking your head down that hallway, you see apartments 14 through 18. I'm gonna reach in my purse I definitely would have brought like pepper spray or something knowing that I'm going alone to something like this. I uh, just keep my hand in my purse with my pepper spray, I'm just ready. But I'm gonna head over to apartment 16 and I'll type into chat, I went in the building and I'm standing outside the door for apartment 16. I'm going to walk outside. Tosca, you open the door and there's nothing there. So I go back inside and type, I do not see you here, Firefly. I'm gonna knock on the door. And I'm only going to wait like a second or two since this is pretty abandoned, assuming there's no answer, and try the handle. <laughs> there is no answer. You hear scuttling sound behind the door, almost like something might be flaking off the walls with the force of your knock. 
you open the door. Indeed, it opens to a apartment in disrepair. I type in a chat. I just walked inside and I guarantee you nobody lives here. But I'll look around and I'm going to check all the rooms just to make sure there's no one like squatting here. <laughs> you look around the room. You navigate the piles of debris on the floor and you step into a hallway off of which there is a living space and then one bathroom at the end of the hall and a room with a closed door. And I see no people. No people, no evidence of this place having been lived in any time within the past several years. I'm looking around and no one definitely been here in a very long time. I am for sure here. Jackie, while all this is going on and all this talk back and forth about what color the door is and going inside of buildings, you're at a complete loss because where you're at, there is no indication of a building being present here. Is it just rubble lot? There is nothing here. And this is not uncommon where you're at, but you see evidence of a mound of dirt with no vegetation on it piled about waist high, and you know from experience what those mounds are, don't you? Yes. You would assume that there wouldn't be anyone living in an area too close to one of these. Yeah. I will write in the chat. Hey guys, so I know you guys are talking about a building, but I'm at the address where it should have been located, and on my end, it's been long gone. I don't understand what you guys are seeing. Tosca, this message comes through and you hear almost simultaneously with the ping a shout that sounds like it's coming from behind a wall. Fuck. Okay. So Herman's obviously awake. I have to do something about her. I'm going to grab the device. I'm going to take it to the bedroom with me. I'm going to push the bookshelf to the side, walk inside the room, and see if I can place this directly over the back of his skull again because I really want to understand what this device is. And I already have a guy in the closet, so let's figure it out. Wow. All right. I thought I was the one that was twisted. Okay, you enter in this hidden room in your apartment. Herman is sitting there writhing on the floor and he is repeatedly knocking his head against the subfloor, the exposed subfloor in this space. He sees you come in and he has an animalistic panic look on his face. His eyes are wide enough that you can see white all the way around the iris. What do you do now? Well, first I'm going to tell Herman he is fucking with my data that I'm trying to figure out because he keeps banging his head on the floor. And then I'm going to kneel down beside him, keep him as still as I can with my knee and his back. And I'm going to hold the device to the back of his neck and Wait, pull oh, the trigger oh, again. I feel that sound in my body like a uh, nail gun. You're ruthless. Herman goes limp. Oh you notice a pool of blood expanding beneath his face. He is not moving again this time. <laughs> at all. Okay, so I'm checking his pulse again to see if it's still alive. <laughs> it is weak. Very weak. Okay, well that is a current problem solved. <laughs> it takes you about a minute of digging at his neck before you find anything. Okay. It feels faint okay. at best. Now that Herman has been, what's the word, calmed, <laughs> I'm going to go into the kitchen again where the laptop is and I'm going to type in the chat did anyone hear that Jenny you heard something oh I'll respond yeah it sounded like something fell in the other room are you actually in here I am not currently fucking with you if 
you heard a sound, you should probably go to that room. Maybe I'm there. I cautiously proceed to where I heard the sound. You make your way down that hall to the bathroom where you venture a peek inside just to make sure it wasn't coming from in there. You turn to the closed door to your left. You open it and you're greeted with a strange sight. You see a thick cable running in through a window leading to a stack of machines. That machine is emblazoned with a logo, and this is a logo you've seen before. It's four black mountain peaks with a black setting sun. When you say machines, you like printers and stuff like that, or? It's a stack of hard-walled metal boxes, of which many have cables running to and from them. There is no visible screen. There is a cable lying on a desk there. Okay. Just like not connected to anything, just random casual cable? Just a cable laying on the desk. I will type into chat. So I'm in this room and it's just a bunch of wires and stuff. Do I see anything that looks like it could have made that noise? You look a little bit deeper into the room and you take a few steps towards the machine and you peer underneath the desk on which it sits and you look back behind where the cables are leading out. Nothing that you immediately see could make a noise like that. Give me a roll. Um, We're going to do our first roll. Hey, Future Josh here to give you a little bit of info on what's happening. We're about to engage in something called a test. The way the tests work is that you will assemble a dice pool from the different pieces of your character sheet. You have several different sections on that character sheet, including distinctions, relationships, assets, complications, specialties. From each of those, you'll be able to pull dice. Those dice will represent different aspects of your character. Almost always, you will include a distinction. Distinction. That distinction is one of three things that define the core of your character. Then you will build that dice pool depending on the situation and narratively you will have to make an argument for why that would make sense or why that particular facet of your character would come into play at that moment. That all said, what will happen after you've built your dice pool is I will roll the test and then you will roll your check. From that roll, we'll select two dice of our choosing. You will know the result of my roll first, so you will have the opportunity opportunity to build your dice to beat mine. Then you will choose an effect dice if it makes sense for this situation. When you're just investigating things, it's unlikely that you're going to have an effect that gets applied, but were you trying to beat information out of an informant, then that effect dice would come into play. Okay, that's it. Those are the rules. Back to the actual game. Give me a roll to investigate this room. What do I start with? Rolling on the wheel of life because YOLO. <laughs> Can I use my association with Tosca since we're talking over the internet? Or sure. do they have to be physically present? No, I'll allow that. Okay. Then I'll throw in Tosca and then investigator for sure. I have my roll. You have to beat a five. Yeah. I rolled two fives and one. So 11 okay. total. You turn around and notice that there is something that may have made a noise. And as you follow these cables, you notice that that window is wide open. And outside that window is a fire escape. It does lead to a ladder that is currently swinging back and forth as if it was just recently used. Okay. I type into chat. Did you just drop the ladder on the fire escape? That's the only thing I'm seeing that could have made that noise. No, there is no fire escape on my building. Are we able to drop pins in the rift? Or is it just pictures that don't go through? You can give it a shot. Can any of us uh, determine coordinates? That is something you easily can do. 
So then I'm going to type in the chat, send me the coordinates of where you are right this moment. Very quickly, Firefly drops in a set of coordinates that match the coordinates that you see. And shortly thereafter, Bruce chimes in with coordinates that match, and then Blanche chimes in, and then Court also drops coordinates. Jackie, you have no means of dropping coordinates for where you're at. We haven't used coordinates or had access to any kind of GPS technology for a very long time. This is getting more strange the more you guys talk about where you're at. Oh, do you not have a smartphone? Yeah, what country are you in? This is America. I'm in Florida. Not my Florida. Do you have like a flip phone or something? (laughs) (laughs) Courts crack the mystery. It has to be. We can go home now. (laughs) What do you mean they haven't been used in a long time? We've had GPS for like over a decade now. Well, it was used. We used to have it. What do you mean was? There's no longer access to the satellites circling Earth. Why? I mean, sometimes I don't get service. Is that what you're talking about? No. Why is there no GPS? So it feels like from my side that it's almost as if we're not sharing the same reality. We lost so much infrastructure through the fall that our satellites are not accessible. We have no way to reach them at this point, but we've built back up. Definitely started to reconnect us across the world, but it is still very rudimentary. The fall? That's exactly what I was thinking. Same. Jackie, do you care to explain the fall? The fact that I labeled it at all is like, yeah. Like this happened this past fall? Like in October? (laughs) Because we are currently in fall. Oh, it is a fall day. Yes, it's unseasonably warm. (laughs) (laughs) Which apparently it can't be in Florida. It cannot be. The only time it's unseasonably warm is like December and it's like hitting 70. This happened last fall that y'all lost internet? What are you saying? You guys didn't experience like the global devastation? Devastation? From what? I live in Canada. Canada is included in global. <laughs> you don't get the <laughs> Oh, fuck. She's at this point where she can't do, like, detail stuff. She's kind of just mind-boggled at this point that they somehow survived and don't know of any of this. That's got to be incredibly difficult for Jackie to process. Yeah, and at this point, like, if you could physically see her, she'd be, like, squat, crouched, holding her phone in her hand. She's, like, holding her head. Okay, what the fuck is going on here? As you all are typing furiously, trying to draw your worlds into account, Tosca, you begin to feel violently ill. Like, nauseous? It is a wrenching feeling. There is a sensation of pressure. You lean over from your seat at the kitchen table and you vomit uncontrollably on the floor. As soon as it comes, it passes, but there is a deep and hard and irreconcilable feeling in your head of being a car mechanic and having a wife named Valerie and losing that wife five years ago, you are confronted with an entire history's worth of information that has just been pushed into your consciousness. 
there is a thrum, not unlike the one that you heard when pointing the device at the back of Herman's hut. Jenny, Bruce, Court, Blanche, Jackie, you all hear a distant rumble as if thunder is on the horizon. I type into the chat, does anybody know the name Valerie? It's not a name that anyone in this chat would be familiar with. I don't know any Valerie's. The sound was loud enough that each of you would have noticed it, but it came through at a varying intensity for each one of you. Is there like heat lightning going on or something? That was quite loud. I don't know, but I heard it too. There's definitely a sound here too, but it's very clear. Jackie, you notice something, something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In the distance, you see a very bright light at the horizon, almost urban glow, something that you haven't seen in a long time. I will add to my comments. Now I'm seeing the sky lit up to a degree like it's coming from a city, but there is no reasonable light source that I know of that should be creating this. Do you guys see light? Yeah, yeah, that's just downtown Orlando. Yeah. I want to look out the window by the fire escape that you'd mentioned before. Jenny, give me another investigation check. I'm going to use the same three since it's more or less the same scenario. Four, two, and another one. Jeez. Uh, so six. Jenny, you go to look out the window and immediately you notice something that wasn't there before. You see a large billboard. And on that billboard, you see a man with long brown hair and a big brown beard. And he is smiling in a dopey yet approachable manner. And he's giving a thumbs up to the camera. And next to it is some text that reads, Love like Jason Christ. Brought to you by the Unification Church of Jasonites. <laughs> the fuck is Jason Christ? Amazing. That's awful. Okay, so I'm still outside in my car. I was parked on the street in front of this building. Do I also see this light? Why don't you give me a check to figure out what's going on? Okay, I'm gonna roll investigator. How about tenacious to a fault? Sure. Manager, because this is a big problem. (laughs) I guess I'll let that one fly. Okay. 15. You look about and what you notice that seems very amiss to you is a white medical tent that has inexplicably appeared in the place of the gas station that you were parked outside of. And that tent is long since abandoned. The breeze does. There is breeze in Florida, right? I'm not going to get in trouble for that. No, there's, there's lots of breezes. Yeah, there's okay. summer breezes. Some, okay. some are almost hurricane strength, one would say. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. We do we do like to have our fantasies of palm trees swaying in the breeze. Unseasonably warm. Unseasonably breezy. <laughs> Fuck all of you. The breeze is pushing through this tent? Unseasonably. The unseasonably warm night with the unseasonably breezy breeze. This is audio gold. (laughs) Poor Summer's sitting here about to piss herself, and you guys are cracking jokes nonstop. Um, The breeze is is pushing through this tent. All this just to say the fucking tent's flapping in the wind. The tent is flapping in the wind. It's It's flapping in the wind. wind. Fucking A. Take five. Take five. Unseasonably foul flapping in the wind. Fuck all y'all. All right. Take take five, take five, take five. Thank you. Okay. Check. 
needs a Xanax. Worth it. There are a lot of moments in GMing that I enjoy, but that was not Listen, one of them. I can't help it that you didn't do your research on what it's like to live in Florida when you have a Floridian in your household. Oh, I'm saying it's just it's downright, I guess, unseasonable of you to ask. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. We, we are weeks removed from this episode. I am not reopening this can of worms. Wow, you're unseasonably grumpy, aren't you? I uh, Over that, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so we are coming here on this first episode with our first mid-rolls here um, with a show that helped us out a lot when we were trying to get the first show we did together launched. And that show is Two Monsters Rolling Dice. If you're not familiar with Two Monsters Rolling Dice, they're GM Harlow and their players, Sabina, Melissa, Jaron, and Matt are some of the nicest folks you could possibly meet in this community. And not to mention just great storytellers and funny as hell to boot. I mean, you have interacted with them almost as much as I have, Yolandi, and I know that you've listened to damn near every episode that they've put out too, right? Uh, not damn near. Absolutely every single episode. I may or may not be Two Monsters' biggest fan. If there were a fan club, I would be president. I do hope that you like our show just as much, hopefully. But just so you know, they are a quality show. We're going to play you their trailer now so that you can find out for yourself. I highly recommend, though, that after listening to this trailer and uh, obviously the rest of our show, you go check them out, too. So without further ado. Two Monsters Rolling Dice, an actual play tabletop roleplay podcast played in the cinematic fate core system. Yeah, so I, I imagine back in the teller's room, he's tossing and turning and sweating in his sleep quite a bit. And at some point during the night, he starts to convulse a little bit, gets out of his bed and stumbles over to the, the mirror that's there, like a little wash basin in a mirror, and kind of puts his hands really hard on the wood and digs his nails into it maybe even bump some of the stuff off onto the floor. And he looks at himself in the mirror, like deep, just staring down himself. And he says, I am trying my best. And he just kind of stands there for probably 10 minutes, just staring and collapses onto the floor there. Oh my God. I'll do you one more. After that moment, you have some wild dreams. Yeah. There's something there and it's chasing you. Or maybe, and this somehow seems even scarier, watching you. So the sun comes up, <laughs> and it's a regular day in the Uncanny Valley. Check us out at twomonstersrollingdice.com or by searching for Two Monsters Rolling Dice wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, just fantastic stuff. Doesn't get any better than that. I mean, obviously, I'm listening to it, so my standards are pretty high is all I'm saying. Yes, it is a, a quality show. Highly recommend that you check them out. We want to thank you all for joining us on this first little adventure of ours and hope that you come along for the rest of this ride. Uh, back to our show. 
Blanche, you see an unseasonable tent next to you. <laughs> We've just established that the gas station that you were parked in front of is no longer there. Now, instead, you see a white tent. It is the type of tent that you would typically associate with a craft show or something of that sort. And the only real difference is that there are white vinyl sides that are hanging loosely off of it now, blowing in the breeze. I go immediately to the chat and uh, recount what I've just seen, explaining, you know, hey guys, the gas station that was across the street is now a tent like we use for revival week in the summer at the church i respond our gas station just turned into some weird like mimi jesus do you mean jason yeah that's what it says jason christ which i've never seen that but it seems like a good meme he looks ridiculous hey 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 hey! let's not take our savior's name in vain wait you know this person yes he is jason christ worshipped worldwide what, what religion are you? I don't think I've heard of this before. Me neither. We're Christians. We're all Christians. Did your phone autocorrect Jesus to Jason? Certified Messiah? like Certified, <laughs> as in, in the historical records? As in a legitimate God? Yes, legitimate. Like, you can study the, the historical documents. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Have you not paid attention in your Sunday school? Sunday school? Oh, God. I mean, yeah, but you, you mean Jesus, right? No, I mean, Jason, I think. Who's Jesus? I grew up with a different religion and I'm just not going to touch on. There is this, no this, other this. religion. Oh, what? Oh, God, you're one of those. <laughs> what do you mean? You type this into the chat, Blanche, and hit send. There is no other religion. And Tosca, at that moment, you again feel just an intense wave of illness. And that same pressure becomes almost unbearable now. You now have a new set of information pushed into your head. Your memories of being called Paul. You have a family. You have a sense of going to a college. Something that has not been available for Floridians as long as you've been here. And you don't know what to do with this. You all hear another deep thrum. Jackie, you look around. The mass grave that you had seen is now replaced by a building. A building that appears lit and has a green door. And Blanche, you see a very, very confused looking woman that was not there seconds ago. I roll down the window and stick my head out and ask, where did you come from? Hello, I'm, I'm speaking to you, woman, in front of my car. You turn around, Jackie, and indeed, there's a car. A car that looks newer than anything you've seen in a long time. As you spin around, you also notice other buildings in the area that were not there before. You see things that don't make much sense at all for you. You hear a troubled whine coming from your side. Ace looks very distressed. I put my hand on his head as I turn towards the car with just utter disbelief on my face. Where did you come from? I've been here. You just appeared out of thin air in front of my car. Where did you come from? I've been standing here. Wait a minute. But I'm definitely not where I was. I grab my phone and I type into the chat, do you see me? Hit send. You hear the ping coming from an older model cell phone immediately in front of you as you send it. Oh my god. Check that. Check that. I look between my hand and her 
And out loud, I'm like, Vernon? That's me. Are you Firefly or Court or Polakis? I'm Scout Bobber. It's you. You are here? Have been here? You've been here? We're going to cut back to Court. The door has changed slightly to a reddish, almost maroon hue. Where you're standing, you look around and a lot of things suddenly don't make sense. The gas station across the street is not there, also there. It's half there, but it looks almost as if two styles of gas station have been constructed as if the person building it had changed plans halfway through. The color scheme goes from a bright red and yellow to a deep blue and white. You have a similar strange sense that you know what each gas station is and can recognize it from its branding and as you are spinning around you see a man wearing a blazer and loose tie even though it's 10 p.m on a saturday night and he's staring down at his phone in the yard not but eight feet from you oh oh god i really should have slept at least a little bit excuse me sir do you live in this apartment building i need to get in to see a friend and also sit down because my head is swimming where the heck what the hello yeah yeah um do you have like a key or like a punch card or something where in god's name did you just come from Oh, God. Oh, I was in Nevada for a while, so I had to do a lot of hitchhiking to get over here. <laughs> Where are you from? I- I'm sorry. Nevada? I- and then yeah, yeah, Florida no, Nevada. in two yeah. seconds? No, no. <laughs> I wish. That would have been great. No, I had to ride with a big smelly trucker for half of it, but he was really nice. I feel like I've seen you before. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I, I do perform, so maybe. <laughs> like, you, you go to the circus a lot? No, I, I don't think I've seen you in my waking life. I, you seem familiar. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I started backing away. I don't do drugs, and I don't really want to mess with that kind of stuff. What? I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, no. Dope is dope. <laughs> I agree with you. I got a teenager in my house. I would never do anything like that. Where did you come from? Why do I know you? Oh, 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 I have a friend who's here. He's going to show me something called the hammer. It sounds really intimidating, but I'm excited. Wait a minute. Are you on the rift? <gasps> Are you also a rifty? I'm almost as big of a rifty as I am a blizzy, my friend. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's me. It's am court. <laughs> it's me. I'm Snowden Signal. Hey, you know, just yes. like the leader from the blizzard. From <laughs> <laughs> the blizzard? What? You know, what's funny about this, Court, is that you know this. You know what the blizzard is. The blizzard is something that feels a little bit strange to think about, almost like it's information that doesn't really belong to you. But you know the blizzard. The blizzard is one of the biggest comic books to ever be released. The Blizzard is something that has served as a cultural touchstone for much of the world for the past 10 years. The Blizzard is something that many people feel tells deep and personal stories that connect to people in ways that other comic books haven't. And you don't ever recall giving two shits about a comic book for a second in your life prior to this. Wait, wait, were, were you at BlizzCon two years ago in, in Minnesota? Is that why I know you? Oh, why does that make sense to me? Oh, God. <laughs> we're going to cut over to Tasca. 
Tasca, something is changing about the place you're in. This doesn't feel like your place at all. Maybe this was Paul's place. Maybe this was the you that was a car mechanic. It doesn't make sense. Are you Paul? Are you Tasca? Are you a Floridian, a native? Are you just some car mechanic? And as you go to stand, you look out into the hall and it's dark. What are you doing? I'm calling out. Hello? Anybody? Jenny, you hear somebody calling. Who's there? And I reach back and grab the pepper spray in my purse. I hear you back there. Like, I know you're here. Who are you? Who are you? I'm Tosca. Who are you? I'm Jenny. You weren't here a second ago. I am going to take a few steps back and type into the laptop. Has anyone found anyone else? You hear an audible ping from down the hall. Hello? Is anyone here? Why are you here? I don't know where I am. I am experiencing a very serious problem right now. I wish you no harm. So if you're here, please come out. I will slowly approach the door. How do I know I can even trust you? I looked all over this place and nobody was here a second ago and now all of a sudden... I just showed up here. I have no idea how I'm here. There's like 12 people in my head. I have no fucking idea what's going on and I just need you to give me an answer. There's voices in your head? No, like lives in my head. So I really need you to tell me who you are and why you're here. My name is Jenny. Like I said, I'm here looking for a friend who I have not found unless you've murdered them and they're one of the lives in your head. No, these lives just got in my head five, ten minutes ago. Did you hear a thump earlier, like a loud... What do you mean by that? I mean, yeah, I heard that thump. It was super loud. So I found this device and I used it. I probably shouldn't have. And now I don't really understand what's going on. This is my apartment, but it's not my apartment. Everything's fucked up and dark. I don't know where all this water came from. They're supposed to be in the guy in the closet. He might be dead. I'm not entirely sure. Why are you here? There's a dead guy in the closet? Yes, but that's like normal here. Like there's no law. So... What do you what do you mean? There's no law. This is Florida. And I'm, I'm gonna Tosca, you phone. say that <laughs> and two two of the other portions of your head start screaming the second you say that there is no law here. You have this conflictingly odd sense of remorse and dread. See, just then everything just went dark. Like what what? No, nothing went dark. What do you... Are you... Do you need help? I, I think I do need help, actually. I think I, I told you I have fucking lives in my head, so some help would be nice. I... Sh- should I call 911? What the fuck is 911? She looks bewildered. What do you mean, what's 911? This is fucking Florida. We don't have 911 here. I haven't seen a cop literally in like eight fucking months. So what are you talking about? this is about? America. 911 is literally everywhere. No... Let me see. I'm going to dial 911. You start dialing the 911, but as you do, you slow down and it seems like a ridiculous thing to do because you are in Florida and there's no services in Florida. There's nothing that the natives haven't built for themselves. In fact, you're having a hard time remembering why you thought it was a good idea to come to Florida unaccompanied (laughs) at all. We don't fuck around in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Everything he's saying now is starting to make sense straight down to the dead body that potentially may or may not be in the closet. I don't know why, but I'm 
suddenly feeling like you're less crazy than I thought you were a second ago. What did you say your name is again? My name is Tosca, and the guy in the closet is Hermit. Is he actually dead? I'm not entirely sure. Look, this is all very fucked up and strange. I have had a weird, weird fucking day. First, I found a room that I didn't know was there. Shit inside that doesn't make sense. Now you're here. I have six other people, some odd, something like that, all supposed to meet me to find this stupid fucking sonar gun or whatever the fuck it is. The hammer? What? There was a bunch of us looking for the hammer. That's why I'm here. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I have some I have some notes in here. Can you just like come in here? This is ridiculous. I I will not put my pepper spray away, but I'll lower it and walk that direction. At the end of the hallway now is a man. Tosca, describe yourself for us. I'm uh, fairly tall. I have very long hair. I haven't shaved in months now. I'm very thin. I barely get any of the nutrition I need. I'm bleeding from my nose. Look, I have all this shit that I literally just found 45 minutes ago. Now you're here. I have this book, I have this laptop, and I have whatever the fuck this is. Maybe it's a hammer. I don't know. I shot a dude with it. It didn't feel like a hammer, so I don't know what the fuck it is. Is this... is this a glitch? Am I experiencing a glitch? There's no way this is real. Dude, I'm completely fucking real. I'm right here. I see you. That's not really how a glitch works. It's... Look, can, can you worry about, like, fucking reality later and help me with this problem that I have right now, please? I think we're both having a problem. Why are you bleeding from your nose? What happened to you? A noise did... happened. This dude's life was in my head and there was a lady named Valerie and I have no fucking Valerie. Look, I've never, ever, ever had a girlfriend. I have no idea who a Valerie would be. Then, like, ten minutes after that, a whole nother life. I already have one that sucks. I don't need a couple more especially like a fucking car mechanic what you, what book are you talking about can't really call it a book it's like a decayed piece of paper are you sharing that with her i am yes okay i am going to send you the piece of paper that tosca has just give me one second here pull it up maybe i don't though <laughs> well you should probably decide on, before i need to, I need to consider that I need to, <laughs> give, me, give me give me one second here give me one second <laughs> Okay, you did say that I found a satchel laptop, this decayed notebook, and a dead body, and there were other papers there as well, right? There were a stack of papers. There were a couple papers that were inside the satchel itself. Okay. Whatever papers you grabbed when you walked out with that, you would have. The paper in specific that I would have to assume you're referencing is the one labeled the hammer. Yes. So before I do that, I realized that this paper says the hammer and maybe it's not very good to show all my cards at one time. I am going to hand her the sheaf of papers from the satchel instead. And if I remember correctly, they have all uh, maybe printed messages from the original laptop. They have printed messages from the Rift as well as a diagram showing a man, or rather a skeleton of a man, with his head leaned forward and a device pressed to the back of his skull, where the spine meets the brain case. So I will give her the sheaf of papers with the messages on it, and I will show her the diagram, but I will keep the decayed notebook. Okay. These are very similar to the post from the Rift. It starts off with a set of 16 four-digit numbers, all separated by a dash. And then there are about 35 words all smashed together into one long string. Reading through this, some of them appear to be names, some of them appear to be Dutch words, 
And then you see a long string of what appear to be chemical composition markers. Do I recognize any of the names? Going through the names, you see names like Peter, names like Diana, names like Alana. But nothing that like yeah. rings a bell, strikes a chord. Okay, so I'll just, I'll take a brief second to read over these and she's just reading in silence and then, this is just like the rift. This shit has never made sense. Did you just say the rift? Yeah, it's this blog that I am participating in, and it's really interesting, but it's just, it never, it's shit like this, it never makes sense. So I reach over to the laptop and type hello and press enter. All the rest of you have seen Tosca, rather Palakas, enter in multiple messages at the same time. Have any of you been attempting to respond to them, or are you all dealing with the situations at hand? I'm dealing with this woman who just appeared in front of my car. I can hear <laughs> the phone dinging, and my mind is like, you should make Maybe look at that at some point, but there's but a woman there's a- and, a, and a dog just out of thin air in front of my car. Thank God I wasn't moving. I have to assume the same is true for Bruce and Court. Anytime someone says they haven't read the blizzard, Bruce launches into a full, well-practiced 15-minute <laughs> pitch of why they need to read it, so he has not been looking at it. I'm being polite, but I'm also checking my phone. <laughs> okay. Court, you're checking your phone? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. And just like <laughs> responding to the messages. Oh, oh, no, he okay. did. Really? Cool. Oh, huh. Okay. So you are responding to the messages or you were not? Oh, I am. But it's just like, with, is anyone there? No, I'm not there. So you're getting a few pings back from Court who's confusedly responding <laughs> to your, your messages yeah. that you're sending only to make Jenny's phone ding. But right now, Jenny, what's strange to you is you just watched him type something into an interface that looks very similar to the one that you had pulled up on your phone, not but 10 minutes ago. Right. And I will watch him hit send, hear the ding, and then I look back at him. Are you also on the rift? Did you just... And I pull out my phone. Was this you? So, yes, that was me, but also not me. Y'all seem to think I'm this person. Apparently, dude lived in my wall. Didn't know anybody was... I'm I'm sorry. He lived in your wall? Did you listen to me at all earlier? I said there's a... There was a dead guy in the closet. Now there's someone living in the wall. No, the closet is in the wall. It's Look, it's been a really (laughs) fucked up day. I was looking at the mirror, realized something was wrong with the mirror, so I pulled the mirror back, and there was a room behind the mirror. There was a dead guy in there. Not my dead guy. A different dead guy. Okay? And and there was this device. Are there two dead guys? Yeah, well, one's been dead for like a fucking long time. I don't think he counts. He's he's like, a, oh, actually, it's not even a dude. It's a lady. So, I mean, bummer, I guess. But a woman was murdered in the secret room in your apartment? Murdered, I think, is, is a strong word. I'm pretty sure they just died. From what? They were in a wall. They, they were I, in a wall. That's the point, I guess. Why were they in the wall? That's neither here nor there. Look, I found this thing. I found the laptop. Y'all were like, we're coming over. And I was like, yeah, sure. I got this thing just playing along because I didn't realize what the fuck was going on here. And now I've got another dead guy because I found him at the end of the hallway because I wanted to find out what this hammered, if that's even what it is, does. It apparently fucking you killed kills him people. With it? Yeah, it, I hit him twice with it. The first time it didn't really do anything. He got like big eyes. Like he wasn't like, and then, but then he was like, <laughs> slamming his head against the floor was probably fucked up the data which i told him about at yeah so now there's two 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 dead folks i'm still not sure if he's dead though. jenny is just staring at you with this mixture of disbelief terrified curiosity though Look, you're in the room with me now it's an empty room let's just go to another empty room and i will show you 
Can we leave that hammer here? Yeah, it's the fucking thing's bad news. I don't know what y'all want with it, but it's bad news. It's a long story, and honestly, I'm not quite sure that this person in the rift was supposed to show it to us, and I was hoping to to find some answers, but... I think your answers are in this room dead. Oh, I hope not. You take Jenny back to the end of the hallway, into the room. This is not your bedroom. Sure, it's the same layout, but there's no bed in here. There's one long eight-foot folding table. Okay, what? And on top of that table is a server very similar to the one that you saw behind your wall. But there's no laptop connected to it. There is no mirror here that you see either. There's no indication that this is a place that you have ever been in before. What the actual fuck is going on here? Look, I swear, in this room, not even 30 minutes ago, there was a room behind a mirror with two dead people in it. And now they aren't here. And everything's different. But you're here, so maybe you can give me some answers about why all of that may be true. And maybe we'll find out about that. But first, we're going to cut over to Blanche and Jackie. You are sitting in the street staring at each other. Jackie, you have not encountered a car like this in a long time. You've heard tell of cars like this, but it's never been the kind of thing that you often would see in person. But here one is. And here hanging out the window appears to be a child of some sort. Blanche, why don't you describe yourself for us? So as I step out of the car, you see first my intense mop of curly red hair. A little hard to tell it's red because it's dark out, but the headlights illuminate enough that you can see it has some red color. Then you notice that mop is rather low to the ground, about three and a half ish feet high. I have a chondroplasia, so I'm very short, often mistaken for a child. Jackie, you see this woman bound out of the car. Looks like it may be like a 10 to 12 year old child at first, at least. A little bit closer examination tells you that that's not the case and your background in medicine, it's not the first time that you've encountered somebody with a chondroplasia, even if it's rare to see them or anyone really these days. Jackie, in turn, Blanche looks out at you, and what does she see? She sees a woman with elbow-length, dark, wavy hair. There's white streaks at the temple. Can't really determine, like, if she's 30s, 40s. Definitely has some wear to her. She's wearing a leather biker's jacket, close fit, dark jeans, boots. Standing next to her at attention is her black German shepherd. You two are standing confrontationally across from one another. What do you say, Blanche? Where have you been? You've been talking to us all night, or for the last hour, saying you're here, but you weren't here, and now you're here, but you've been here, but you weren't here. You can see I'm confused. So am I. I was where I was, and it was normal, barren Florida, and now I'm surrounded by buildings and you, and you weren't here where I was. I have no idea what is going on. Probably most striking is the building that suddenly appeared for you, the building that you were supposed to be meeting at. And the building that you guys said you all were at, there was nothing. This behind me right here, this wasn't even here. And then all of a sudden it appeared and then I turned and you're in a fancy car. Fancy? (laughs) You're funny. I like you. Speaking of this building, do you think we should head inside? Well, there's been a couple more messages. Did you receive those? Maybe we should see what everybody else is doing at this point. Because it seemed like we were all separated. That's a good point. I'm going to pull up my phone and be like, 
Has anybody else found anybody else? Yeah, I found, uh, but they're not helpful whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) I look at you. You get this message, Jenny. Jenny, we didn't really cover your description. What does Jenny look like when Tosca sends this kind of insulting message? What kind of angry face greets him? So, Tosca, as you look at this girl who's now giving you some serious glare, she's pretty short, mousy girl, short dark hair, about chin length. She has dark, dark brown eyes that almost look blackish, maybe almost like blackish purple, but they're just brown. And they're currently squinting (laughs) at you angrily. She's wearing a full long sleeve shirt with a cutish skirt over leggings. All of her skin is covered except obviously her face. But she's just this cute, short, maybe 5'2", 100 pounds, just this cute little mousy girl. And I'm going to respond. The person I found is crazy, but I think he's part of our group. But there's dead people in closets that don't exist. Not typing, I'm not crazy. Shit is crazy. That I will agree with. Okay, so do you have like a handkerchief or something? Because my fucking nose is still bleeding. No. Who carries a handkerchief anymore? You don't have anything in your purse? What What do y'all do with those things? I have... I'll, I'll kind of rummage around. Um, oh, I do have... These are pretty old. And she pulls out like, the little Kleenex packs, but it's clearly been in her purse a long time. Oh, thank you. I, I, I have some of these. I take the package, I, I, I roll them up, and stuff two in my nose. Well, what... what hold, hold on, hold on. What, what happened to your nose? I'm trying to tell you I don't know. I shot a dude with your hammer thing. I was sitting there waiting on y'all. This mechanic was in my head, and he's a fucking square. He was all weird about Herman. And then fucking somebody else was there, too, but I'm... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on, but we need to clean you up. And if the lights are on, maybe the water works. So I'm going to, like, grab you by the wrist and pull you over to a faucet or something and try the water. Does the water work? Water works. I'm going to take some of my Kleenex, dab it in the water, and then I'm going to start momming you and dabbing your nose and trying to help clean up your face. Thank you for finally You received these messages as well, Court and Bruce. Do you respond and let Blanche know if you've met anyone? Uh, Yes, I'm actually here with Snowden Signal right now, and neither of us are crazy, so that's good. Volume 18, where you finally get to meet the true authority, which you can tell. We can can talk about that later, I'm sure. (laughs) We can definitely do that later. Oh, yeah. We want to find our our guy at Polycost, right? Yes, of course. We, We want to do that thing right now that's top priority let me just check my oh what's wrong 72 messages <laughs> why don't you describe yourself as you speak to bruce what does jessica Faroka look like jessica's kind of taking a sigh of relief right now as she does she kind of lets her shoulders slump her messy shoulder length brown hair kind of just wobbles in front of her face she is not terribly tall probably somewhere in the uh, five to five one range she's quite petite and she's wearing umbrella pants that have seen much better days. Besides that, she has a very vibrant yellow coat that is almost the length of a trench coat, but doesn't quite make it there. Is that her face has very like soft features, but very harsh eyebrows. They are a bit bushy. 
Bruce, as you're digging through these unread messages, what is Court seeing? What does Bruce look like? So Bruce is pretty short for a guy. He's about 5'6", a pretty stocky build. We place him in his 40s, but he has a very youthful, cherubic face. Looks like even if he wanted to try to grow even a mustache, he would have a hard time doing it. He's got some mousy brown hair. Looks as though it has been very intentionally parted, but due to the unseasonably warm weather, his hair is a bit disheveled. He's loosened the tie that he's wearing along with his white shirt and his mismatched blazer and pants. Bruce, you dig through these messages, catch up on the conversation, finally end your long soliloquy about the blizzard. Blanche, you've received your confirmation from other people that they indeed have met other people as well. Yet you all don't seem to be in the same space still. Okay, so you're here with me and they each have found one other person. So how do we all find each other? Things seem to have changed after the boom that we all have said we've heard. Is anybody else still out on the street? Did you put that in the chat? No, he's just asking into the void. <laughs> Hello. Looking to the sky. It's unseasonably warm and windy, all right? I'm just making sure I didn't hear it on the wind. Dear Jason Christ. Jason Christ. <laughs> I respond, yes, we are. Maybe we all just meet over at the gas station, that weird one that's like multiple gas stations. I type into the chat, everyone heard the boom, right? And I just wait for... Yes. Mm-hmm. Has anybody found the source of said boom? And then Tosca responds, We haven't found the source of any boom, but why don't all of you try coming inside the apartment? That's where Firefly and I are. All right, I turn to... Okay, I turn to you and I go, Hey, hey I don't know your name. I'm Jackie. Jackie. Hi, Jackie. I'm Blanche. Hey, Blanche. You ready to go inside? Let's go see if we can figure this out. And your furry little feller here? Oh, this is Ace. Ace? Jackie, let's go inside. And I turn and march toward the door. The door is unlocked. You push it open. When you look around, even though you're sure there's walls there, there are sections that don't feel like there are. And you can't really square that with what you're actually seeing. You could swear, though, that you could walk straight out the back of this building. The feeling that you could is disconcerting. But at the same time, it almost immediately registers in your head that the reason that it feels that way is that this building didn't exist here until very recently. You find the staircase behind a heavy fire door. You make your way and check floors. The third floor does have an apartment 16. It appears to house apartments 14 through 18. You walk down the hallway and you hear a screaming from inside one of the apartments. I put my ear to the door of number 16 to try and determine if it's coming from the apartment I'm supposed to go into. It's definitely coming from somewhere inside that apartment. Ah, shit. I immediately stop and put my hand on Ace. Ace is kind of anxiously pawing at the ground. He looks like he wants to check it out. Easy boy. I'm going to reach up and knock on the door 
and just give it a moment for- You hear nothing except the continued muffled screaming from inside. I'm going to test the door and try to open it. You push into it, and again, you get this weird sense that if you step into this port of the building, that you would just fall through straight to the ground. Looking and testing with your foot, you prod at it. Everything seems to be solid. And again, you have to remind yourself, the only reason it feels this way is this building didn't exist until a few minutes ago. And you step inside, the screaming intensifies. It's hard to put into words. It almost sounds like the braying of a hurt animal. I am going to look back at the dog and see what he's doing. Jackie, Ace is currently looking expectantly at you, waiting for any kind of signal to go in. Check it out. Ace dashes forward and blows by you in a second, and this dog is is a (laughs) large dog. He makes a quick sweep of the kitchen, quick sweep of the living area, and then darts down that hall and starts pawing at the back door. You get to where Ace is and you can hear from here that whatever is screaming is probably somewhere inside this room. Jackie, should I open this? I'm going to lean forward and be like, hello? Does somebody need help? Okay, I guess we should open this. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and you step inside, and inside you see a queen-size bed. Sitting on top of it, you see a picture frame. On that picture frame is a razor blade and a few spatters of blood. On the far wall are a few small tables with various things thrown on them and a full-length mirror. And every time that you hear those thuds, you see the mirror on the wall shake. But the frame itself isn't shaking, more the mirror inside the frame is shaking. The screaming is much louder in here now, but you do not see a source. I'm going to pull my phone out and send a message to the group. Does anyone else hear someone scream, cry, moaning, or is it one of you? Jenny's going to respond, it's not us, I don't hear anything. I'm going to go push on the mirror. You push onto it and it goes concave and you get an almost immediate funhouse mirror effect on it. As you prod deeper at it, you get the sense that that mirror is pushing in much farther than the wall behind it should allow. In fact- Well, that's not right. Um, Yeah, that's definitely off. Going to continue pushing on it. Why don't you let me know how you're going to do this and then give me a corresponding roll. So I am leaned up against this mirror with both my little hands pressed against it and just putting all my weight into pushing this mirror like as hard as I possibly can to see how far in it will flex. Let's use tenacious to a fault investigator. I'm going to use Jackie because if I fall through, I'm going to need her to pull me back out. Go ahead and give me a roll. I will let you know right now the difficulty check that I've rolled is an eight. Seven. Fuck. What what are your dice up? Just so I know. Four, three, two. Blanche, you're just, I'm afraid, too light to affect much change on this mirror. You push hard. You nod to Jackie and let her know that you might need a hand over here. But you're not making much progress just pushing at it, unfortunately. Need some help there. Do you want to push or maybe we should pull? I don't know what to pull and pull on the frame. 
I'm gonna walk over and grab it by its sides and kind of like wiggle it, see if it moves at all. You go to help Blanche and with the suggestion of pulling, you grab the frame and you squeeze it a little bit. Just as Tosca had, you hear a metal clink sound as a latch releases. It pulls away and swings out into the room. Blanche, you're low enough that immediately you see into what appears to be a secret room and the noise of somebody moaning and screaming is much louder than it was previously. There's a glow from some type of machine in here, but the sound of somebody struggling is what is most apparent to you. Uh, It's a person. There's a person in... Do you need... Uh, Oh, um... Ace rushes past you and begins barking at the man on the floor. Yes, I am entering and approaching the man on the floor. The room, much as it did for Tosca, feels stuffy and hot and has an odor of dry rot. There is, behind the man, a body of some sort. The person on the floor is tied up with white bed sheets and has a makeshift gag wrapped around their mouth. They appear to be badly hurt. They're bleeding profusely from their nose and screaming all the while. I want to pull the gag out of his mouth, Jackie. Uh, what does this, what does he look like? Does he look like wild-eyed and like... He looks panicked, but he also looks like he's impatient? He keeps nodding his head at you, as if he's waiting for you to come to a decision. Can I move forward and pull the sheet down from his mouth? Oh, oh god. My head just feels like it's about to burst. You, uh, you were gonna come. The shorter one was definitely gonna come. You. I didn't see coming, but, uh, more the merrier. I'm Herman. If you enjoyed our show, please remember to rate and review What's in the Rift on your favorite podcast platforms. If you really like the show, you can find us on Patreon to support us directly. Find links to our Patreon and Discord servers on whatsintherift.com. We appreciate the time that you spent with us, and we're looking forward to spending some more time with you soon. What's in the Rift is brought to you by Gas Station Drugs.